three words written down, and I reckon I can do three hours worth of tangents with three words. So far, we're doing well. Anyway, just let me finish. She's got Bloody some new tools. Bloody Beautiful. Good. Has that noise gone away? You do you, brother. Let's narrow that In, down a bit. You've fucking thrown sorry. some shit broadly there. So we're going to be on fruit for an hour because... So... As the mind wanders... Fuck, hang on, that's happening again. We're getting <laughs> fucking robbed. This tangent's been really good. I'll coo whoever I want, including mixed means. I'll just coo everything. Um, I'll fight you. Churches are closed. And a dude called Mike replies and says, because booze and weed are cool and God is fake. I hope this helps. <laughs> <laughs> so much roast. Hey, hey. Check out my new voice. That's fucking sick. That's so sick. If you could hear my voice now, you'd have an erection. The pod mic. It's been a while. It sounds the same. It, no, no, it doesn't. It sounds completely fucking awesome. Me car's, me car's faster. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Here I was. Now, you thinking, speak. Here I, was, here I was thinking that I'm so much more awesome and Mitch just shot me down. No. Go. And no, I think that's well, they all sound much of a muchness. No, I reckon. <laughs> I do not. Hang on. What's I'm, the maybe way? there we go. I've turned my level up. What's the waveform like? I've turned my level up. Oh, look at. Holy Is shit. It crisp? It's a thing of beauty. Is look it crisp? At, look at the waveform. Still sounds like shit. That's amazing. The listen, the, so much listening pleasure. Yeah. Have we got. We've It'll got, make editing hang so on, much. I've turn that down. We've, okay. got, <laughs> we've got a bit of feedback there. Riley Gale. RIP, bruv. I think it's your computer. Really? Yep, Which so is very, very low, because this is pretty high gain, let's right, be honest. But it might have something to do with, would yeah. it be... Well, that could get a rattle to it, but you wouldn't think... But is that actually. inducing into that, maybe? The, oh, yeah, it could be. So if you yes, move that out of the way... I need a screen table. No, you to- just need to move that over there You somewhere. need a toroid, bruv. Shielded... Toroid. Uh, only cost you 12 grand to wire up this room. Oh, <laughs> I, I know a bloke. Good price. I know a bloke. Oh, you've plugged it back in. Yeah, but I moved the... Yeah, it's gone. It has? Mm. Yeah. i got... There's something, but it's... The rain's going to fucking... I can't hear it. Well, some it that man. rain is quite... Good. It comes through... Yeah, it's because of Clarky's new microphone. Is it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll turn it off and it's made no difference. No, it has made no difference. So you're exactly full of shit. Oh, it's, the rain's pretty heavy, actually. <laughs> Every, everything, you know every time, it's going to be probably because something to do with it. It's, it's not COVID, it's your new fucking... Je- like jealousy is a curse, lads. <laughs> Come in here and go, oh, <laughs> you shit Mike Clarkie. <laughs> <laughs> Just look how far away from the mic I am and how good how good's that? Uh, it's crisp. How it good. is. Look speak at the lines. Good. I'm going to be like, Chris. speak into the mic, Chris. You don't, you don't need to. Speak into the mic. You don't need... Look how far away I am. It's pretty much the same. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the It's same. fine man You do You do you Chris You do you brother Hey I'm trying to justify The expenditure outlaid By my kids for Father's Day Fuck they good You've done You've scored You got the shirt When Nadell got the shirts For Father's Day The fuck. Yeah I'll borrow your kids Next year for Father's yeah, Day absolutely guess, guess what I got Like Secret Santa Actually we'll Secret Santa With your fan <laughs> Draft Draft them in <laughs> They're awesome. Sure, it's maybe. full pissing down. That is caning. So my goal tonight is to have fuck all topics and go on massive tangents and try and go for three hours with no prep and just <laughs> tangent the fuck out of it. <laughs> you, but I won't interrupt you guys. It's just we'll see where we go. I've got a couple of ideas. <laughs> That's my goal. The content at the so moment. Like, so just like every three other, hours. Just like every other episode. All right, cool. But try and keep it under an hour, okay? Yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Don't do that. It, called it. 
This is supposed to be the top two. <laughs> what? Can Pig Anderson over here? What? No. Oh. It's a distraction. So is football. That's fun. Innovation. So many problems solved in one day. <laughs> Fucking hitting the highest by bars. Pig Gillum, talking about the weather next. Oh, that's okay. tell, oh, me what, oh. tell me what you reckon. That's right on now, my list. Right now, there are around uh, 1,500 picking jobs open for application that's in the link below. Fruit. We're going to be on fruit for an hour because... What about... Here. Hang on, hang on. Have we started? Kick her off, Hang Mark. on. Kick it off. Hang on, Michael. Okay. Before... Hang on, I've got to test some level. Wait, do you, does anyone know how much... Because you know how we export shit. I think it was 60-40. We export... No, that was meat. 70%. It's just the overall, fruit. overall that, agriculture. That's overall... Everything. Everything right. from agriculture, we export 70% more than we So if the borders are closed... Let me make this real so simple. Not if the completely. borders are closed and the fruit falls on the ground and rots... <laughs> who gives a fuck? <laughs> that's what happens when you grow a tree. Things fall out of it and they fall on the ground. If no one's buying, tough fucking titties. But these and are high-yield crops, Michael. Guess what? Hang on. <laughs> the market. What about the market? American. <laughs> what episode are we up to? 35. 4. 33. 5. 33. Five. What do you, you reckon for? 33. Three. Three. I'm locking five. up 33. It's 5. It's 35. Is it really? It's 35. Michael wins a prize. Old, old, old timers Eww. over here. <laughs> Check your prostate And it's gone So Because we're starting to, Starting to flow there So I just had to jump in And make sure we're actually Shut that down We can't be doing that Starting the episode And far, Farmers Funnily enough Was on my list of three things I wanted to talk about And see how many tangents I could go off on So I'll take some deep breaths I'll start Go I'll, I'll keep score Go Pick a team You're either going to claim to be Australian and all about Australia and just helping Australia and only be about the community or you're going to be about yourself. So if you can't sell anything because it turns out the borders were closed and you've got no foreign markets to sell to, shut the fuck up. Can we just stop? And stop trying to exploit fucking labour and now sook because you can't exploit fucking back backers and visa workers coming in. Don't try and fucking degrade the minimum wage in Australia by trying to ferry in people that don't have a job because of COVID. Go and fuck yourself. I... They've popped up a bit, haven't they? I like... um, Give us some backstory. See, to be honest, this platform is probably the only platform where I reckon farmers get a bit of a touch-up, to be honest, because all the mainstream media shits, poor farmer this, poor farmer that... Twitter gives them a bit of a race. And don't don't get me wrong, there's there's probably, you know, some decent farmers out there, Mm. but these... I met one once. What are their goals, Chris? What are they in... What do they farm for? Uh, to make profit for themselves and increase their wealth. Bush stories. But the shit they talk about from like their associations and things, it's all about them being able to maximise profit. And there's been a few studies done. If you don't follow Trevor Gould on Twitter, make sure you do because he's quite up to speed with a lot of these things. But he had a good thread this week where he was talking about the exploitation of workers and there's a good doco out where... In Britain, they actually did a documentary on how putrid it is over here in Australia and how foreign workers get exploited. Well, they'd see it with all the backpackers, I suppose. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. what it was related to, backpackers. So I don't feel sorry for these farmers unless, you know, you, they don't pay the minimum wage and it's piecework 
And it's almost like a step back to the early 1900s where, oh, they supply you with a shit fucking living hut, so therefore, you know, that's 100 bucks a week you've got to pay me to come and work for me and all this sort of bullshit. If you want to be genuine, pay the minimum wage as a fucking minimum. And you don't do that. You exploit people and it's a putrid industry. Fucking sort yourselves out and stop sucking. They've fucking... Well, we were talking about them last time, how they were whinging about not getting enough workers. For the picking, in it? That's basically what's the number one grievance. That's the issue, because it's seasonal. And they're starting a welfare bash and go, oh, job keeper and job seeker. Job seeker, yep. That's why we can't get anyone and blah, blah, blah. No like, work no. ethic, all that shit. It's No, it's because you exploit the shit out of people. They're not willing to put up with it. And you don't pay the minimum wage. And, like some, and, and it's not just that, though, historically, you think about some of the disputes that unions have been involved with over the years and where the Farmers' Federation have sat on a few of that, you're probably a bit more over the history, but they were, were they heavily involved with the Patrick's side of things? When the waterfront dispute was on, the employers threw together about $100 bucks in donations from various places to run the water... Th- the waterfront blue so that's a lot of different you know the mining everyone stood to gain out of de-unionizing our ports and our docks the ones who own the means of production sure essentially yeah so um (laughs) every employer sorry that's a big fucking word to throw in the owners said everyone stands to gain (laughs) every employer just narrow that down a bit you're fucking throwing some shit broadly there sorry i'll get king it through the microphone here Rightly so. Old um, mate, friend of the show, Jack, put one up and um, was pretty clear and didn't pull any punches. Um, uh, Farmers are not Jesus. That's the opening statement from Jack in regarding to this current dispute. Good opening, Jack. Well done. (laughs) Farmers are not Jesus with his endless loaves of bread and fish to feed the masses. They are capitalists. That their industry is primary production is irrelevant to their deeper cause of profit production. Plus... Their federation tried to smash the MUA in the 90s. No good. From our friend Jack. Yeah, he's good, eh? Well done, Jack. That's, uh... Fuck, he's a good lad. He is a good lad, and he's started being a bit more active on Twitter lately, and I enjoy his fucking various comments and lately a few book reviews. He's doing some heavy lifting. I wonder if you'd come on a podcast. Again? Not, <laughs> and not get cut off every five seconds. <laughs> Or get left at the mic and we all get, well, someone goes to the bar, someone goes to get food. Here you go, Jack, have a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the, um, quickly to wrap up the farmer stuff, yeah. they try and put themselves up on a pedestal to say that they're all about the country and all about Australian people. Yep. If that was the case, they wouldn't be seeking to degrade our living standards by undermining the minimum wage. Yep. And if it was all about looking after the country, why would they still be worried about in a time when they say they're going to waste all this food because they can't export it? Why wouldn't it be about just feeding Australians? Yeah, exactly. Regardless of profit. Why yep. wouldn't it just be about we give a fuck about Australians having enough to eat? The mm. end. It wouldn't be conditional on them making a profit to then sell to someone, you know? Yeah. So as the mind wanders, I was thinking about similar things this week and today, and they're all about exploitation. So whether it be like the, um, you know, oh, I'm the fifth generation farmer, blah, 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 or the multinational that's uh, growing a commodity, whatever it may be, to mm. then sell onto a market. They're the reason why the Murray Darlings fucked, mm. let's be honest. And I, I can't feel sorry for those types of organisations. And the whole issue of, or sorry, the whole cliche of jobs, in regional jobs and all the rest of it. It's like, oh, we've created fuck all regional, regional jobs because we want to grow cotton on the Murray Darling. And, but the consequence is... 
we've completely fucked the river. Mm, half the, the like river how, evaporates you, before it leaves Queensland. So how do you, how do they how are you justifying the I don't know the technical term for it, but return not it's not return on investment, but cost benefit analysis or whatever the fuck it is that these wankers do that mm. say well, we're going to go and farm the shit out of cotton in this area. It's going to mean we're going to have to pump X amount of gigalitres of water out of the Murray-Darling. That's going to fucking just ruin the whole fucking joint, but it's worthwhile so we can then export cotton to fucking wherever the fuck we export it. And the wealthy owners that own all everything, they're going to get fucking... They're going to increase their wealth, but the average worker really fucking does fuck all, really. No. But you can speculate on water. That's right. That's the problem. So it's like energy, but more fucked up because it's a life source. Like a primary life source for all these people that had livelihoods down the river. Not that I'm super, you know, super concerned about them because they've walked into the bear trap. But if you can, what's in the interest of small local farmers if big people can capture all that water and then trade it on futures no, in a market? You know? Yeah, that's right. And I've, I've said this before I'm no greenie, I'm far from it. But who gives this arbitrary mechanism called the market? all the responsibility to manage the environmental flows of that river, you know, that's just fucking disgusting. It's, it, you talk about exploitation. Like, if water isn't even making parts of that river system anymore, and, like, the water flows all the way out to past Adelaide, and we're talking mm. about the size of Europe and all the rest of it, the distance between some of these uh, Midwestern New South Wales towns and when the water finally gets to the ocean are fucking, like few thousand kilometres, yet last summer the water didn't even make it there. You know what I mean? And it's just like, fucking hell, man. It's just, yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It's massive. It's the market doing exactly what it's designed to do, is extract yep. everything it fucking can before it all falls apart. And what does it all come down to? What is the root cause? Why does all this happen? It's because of the economic mode mm. and the incentives that are built into it. And so whether it's consciously or subconsciously about whether a certain thing's going to get exploited, mm. those that are pulling the levers can't fucking help themselves. Well, it becomes subconscious, doesn't it? They can't you... help. It's just like, no. oh, no, well, I'm just fucking farming and, you know, it's, 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 I just, I was thinking about it today when I was, before I came here sitting on the couch, just thinking how much of a privileged life I have compared to someone that lives in a, a developing country that's been raped and pillaged. Mm. Um, let's say in Africa, and you just seem to be able to, as much as I hate to say it, put it in the back of your mind and go, well, oh, well, that's fucking over there and it's not really in my face and so I don't have to worry about it. Well, you're just you're thinking about it now, but for years you've pretty much been programmed to think to, to not, that, that it is not related. It's There's just, no connection. It's just, just one it's, of those things and it's just an unfortunate thing that happens and yeah. it's, you know, it's well, above, above your means of control and whatever, so there, it just happens and just you just be part of the machine and keep consuming in this bullshit fucking um, economic mode that we have that's just based on endless fucking consumerism. Farming and exploitation of the environment and all that shit's no different. Like mm. Those people at the top, Peter Joseph touched on it on his podcast I think it was this week. They may not actually, They may not necessarily may be making the conscious decision to be a real shit cunt. No. They're just participating in a market that they've been programmed to think that, well, this is how things work and this is how you get shit done. Yeah, and if they don't, it'll get done to them. As, it's a dog-eat-dog. As, as part of a fucking economic mode that's complete rubbish. Yeah. However, so this- there's so many cheerleaders out there that go, oh, no. And um, Lindsay, when he was talking about uh, aged care, 
and he basically quoted Milton Friedman and nearly made me spew <laughs> with his, his uh, free market. The government has never done anything good. Yeah, like his, his free market anecdote of, well, this is why the free markets and privatisation is a great thing, yeah. none of which can be proved to be. It's just like, that's just rampant. Because you're only getting one side of the story yeah. and you've got to actively question. The moment you do, the moment you do become aware and make statements like you've made about the realities of people on the other side of the world and, and we've said it before, how much more in common we've got with a sparky in, I don't know, South Sudan than we do with the Prime Minister of Australia, like by a fucking country mile. At that point, then there's global solidarity and that's, that's the fucking number one, probably worst thing that could happen to a capitalist or a Musk, an Elon Musk, or or the next person who takes over his shoes, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be some, Musk is like Bezos. It's just going to be some other wanker, yeah, um, held up as more important than they are. That's yeah. you know why I think Peter Joseph's book, The New Human Rights Movement, is so important because it sort of sets the foundation for what we should be considering are important things which is what are basic human rights for everyone. Yep. Because the economic mode doesn't matter then. That's right. As long as all these things are met, as far as the environment and humans, well then fucking do whatever you want outside of that. Mm. But that needs to be fucking set in stone. Yep. And we need to be able to agree on what those things should be. In a, in a time and an age where there's overwhelming abundance and technology is now at a point where everything can be provided for everyone. Mm. If we don't stand up and say, well, we need to redistribute the wealth because the idea of having a billionaire and all this wealth and resources hoarded is so ridiculous yep. and that that is not allowed to happen, that, that gets knocked on the head. It's just a fucking, like I've said before, we're just going to continue to drill <coughs> holes in our own boat. We're in a holding pattern, are we, we're, in a way? And worse, yeah. It's, things are just going to get worse and people are just going to adapt and we're just going to end up in fucking the most shit spot ever. When That's it. You think about, and people might be saying, oh, well, you're not being a realist and, you know, utopia. And it's what it's fucking right there ready to happen. It is. And you've got to have some aspirations for something beyond the status quo. Clearly, the status oh. quo has ended, got us into a point that's not that great. Like, there's some positive things that you could argue in favour of the, the net result of capitalism, but you're really seriously cherry-picking and turning a blind eye to absolutely horrendous outcomes. But how much of evolution. our progress has been retarded by oh, IP, the, by IP, <laughs> yeah. and all this—the whole idea that profit and secrets and oh well, there's no motivation for anything other than to make profits, and therefore we can't innovate and we can't do X, Y, and Z, which is all absolutely rubbish. Mm. <coughs> it's weird when you think. Imagine if everything had been open source for like the last hundred years, mm. and there was a realization of oh, well, the real resource on this planet is the actual creativity of the human mind and that needs to be put at the forefront and profit needs to be fucked off and we need to look after the environment and all the other... It's like, where would we be sitting now? A pretty amazing spot. We'll have, have a couple of examples when we say, oh, this fucking utopia and people think like spaceships and robots and... The Jetsons. <laughs> the Jetsons, right? Yeah. Think about countries that did it under extreme duress coming out of relative poverty... And it's happened in the last couple of lifetimes. Mm. Cuba, Venezuela, Burkina Faso. And before we get fucking instantly roasted by people going, oh, they were fucked and that was a regime and all that. <laughs> what I'm asking you to think about is not only what was the external pressure to those countries to move or improve in those times, 
So that was extreme in itself. Basics, yeah. But think about what the base they came off. Mm. So huge problems with social health, massive rampant illiteracy, uh, and they turned those around in a matter of years. And uh, is there a common denominator about those countries that I read out? So imagine, imagine if it wasn't fucked with. We've said, well, and we've said it a million yeah, times, yeah, you know. That's right. Well, the, that like Fakina, Fakina uh, uh, Faso, yeah. That they had come into independence after a significant amount of time under colonial exploitation or occupation, you could say. But it, they were exploited. All the easy fruit of their resources was skimmed from the top and taken uh, dramatically. And you're right, they came from a position of that with nothing, and in actual fact, they're in debt by regaining their own con- country. So they, you know. They got their freedom at a price. Thanks, IMF and World Bank. Yeah, and not and so and so you start sort of there as a, as just a line in the sand, and you work your way forward, and you go to you know your places like Cuba and places like Venezuela. As time went on, they were under huge amounts of pressure with sanctions from the US sort of and Western power. Yeah, so that they were doing well for humanity in those countries, largely for people who are sort of so ima- into imagine that. in a system that of capitalism where and rampant free markets where we are literally fighting wars to keep that in support of keeping that system alive and it still fucks up mm. and imagine a system on the other hand these countries where we said oh socialism doesn't fucking work they're fucked fighting wars against those countries and they still went okay still what does that yeah. really say about that equation well they, they and yeah it says a fucking lot and the literacy one is one for me that's close to home obviously but they were achieving like they were achieving literacy rates in the 80% you know, so that they identified that some kids need more time to learn how to read. Some kids, you just fucking after a few days, they're on their own and they'll just keep working through the exercises. But to get 80% is a huge amount of work. And to put that in perspective, in Tasmania, and it's not that far below um, Australia, we only achieve 42% functional literacy. That's fucking an embarrassment. We don't have 60% of the available workforce that only require fundamental basic labouring skills. Not just, you know, the, you don't need to be able to understand and perform a base-level, entry-level government job. We don't have 60% of the workforce of jobs to be able to fulfil a literacy rate of only 40%. It's a joke. And they understood this in Venezuela and Cuba and subsequently had flourishing industry and so on because they were developing problem solvers and not letting anyone behind or the people left behind it was sort of like it was there's a limit to every system but it was small it was great it's inspiring but uh, the important thing it didn't matter because everyone was accounted for yep that's right yep whereas here we've got this lifeboat scenario whereas there's you know 1200 people on the titanic and lifeboats for a thousand people so the other 200 are either you know rocks get thrown at them or they literally fucking it's accepted that they drown yeah metaphorically speaking so it's just not fucking on I might play this clip. Or, or oh. if you're Tony Abbott, actually in real life. Oh, well, he's a, what was he you doing had, during the you week? Fucking, in, you had to. He was encouraging the My Friday was going pretty well and you opened your fucking <laughs> but, um, Don't ruin it. Can I play this, a bit cough? This, this tangent's been really good. Can and I, I'm, no, hang on. Hang no on, one owns I, this. It's I the law of the fucking I'm gonna, I, I haven't finished. But he'll fucking Getting back to like the human rights thing that I was talking about before. Yeah, mate. So another tangent that I've been thinking <laughs> Neil, about. We need the fucking traffic light because Neil keeps on rolling through the stop sign. You need. you definitely... That... Fucking that, that would work. Um, is about uh, the. I was talking to uh, another comrade from the AMWU this week, John Short, and he was mentioning about when the eight hour day first came about and then how 
we moved from like seven days a week to six days a week to five days a week and and um those sort of things with the amount of technology that we have now the fact that we still are you know oh you know you've got to be productive and work a 40-hour week and blah 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 the fact that we're not all just doing like fucking two three days a week now with technology and automation and everything it's just fucking ridiculous yeah we got blokes that work we haven't got a massive workforce over the four years i've been there there's been uh, a couple of guys who would have quite happily gone back to an arranged number of hours, like part time, but the company won't have a bar of it. But and when you think about it, if, if sorry, if you think the whole, if everyone just went back to the hours they only needed to work or wanted to work, we'd have fucking very low unemployment, and that's a huge amount of power for the workforce. And that's, ever, mm. that's what I'm getting to. So, right. like, let's just say if we didn't use technology to make things streamlined and, and more efficient and all the rest of it. It's just like, right, eh? Well, fucking, how about we cut the work week in half to 20 hours? Then you just double your workforce. Yeah. And redistribute the wealth accordingly. And was that? And yeah. fucking human rights is at the front of it. So you've got everything that you need because human rights is a thing. Yep. You'll still get your and enough all, money for food and you'll all, have enough all money you, for shelter. All you're really working for is play money. That's yeah. on the upslope after the, the Big Bang, though. Because yeah. otherwise, on the way down, you're going, who's going to pay half a mortgage? That's it. So if I work, because currently, over the last few generations, productivity's lifted, share of incomes dropped, mm. so people are working harder to make the same amount of money, and there's no end in sight. The so lowest, what's the, the, ca- what's, the ca- what's the catalyst to change that scenario? Currently, fuck all. Yeah, it just feels you know you daydream, you think about this shit, and you're like, we're at this point in time, and it's like. Why the fuck are we working so much? We we supposedly the cleverest <laughs> being on the planet. Yep. Yet we haven't been able to reduce our fucking ability to have to work forty hours a week. Yeah. And we've got all this technology, and we're so smart, and we know all these things and whatever. But to fucking get anywhere, you've still got to work forty hours a week. It's so fucking dumb. Mm. Reminds me of that um fucking kids animated show done by Pixar. I can't think what it's called now, but it's of like a little robot garbage truck that lives on his uh, planet by himself in the joint extinct. Wally. Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wally. And Eve. And they've got... It's awesome. It is a great movie. And they've got like a ship. Joey's a big fan. A a spaceship, right? Yep. And cunts don't do fuck all. And they're that lazy that they've fucking got hover beds to fucking float them around because they can't be fuck walking anywhere. Yeah. Because technology's enabled them to not have to do anything. Yeah, that's just... communism, though, Chris. Oh <laughs> fuck! But fat, like fat people and shit. But like <laughs> the, the the reason why I brought that up is we're supposedly that clever. Why the fuck aren't we having like? Oh, why? How? Why are we spending Ad, so much time to work? We need money. Advertising is successful because yeah. everyone's claim, feels like they need status and material and yeah. But money. we could still have all that shit. And how many? But how many people? But could you with, with half the with half the amount of time yeah, spent sh- at work? We should be able to. But the mindset is that if you lose, and the reality too is our that kids, you, kids don't. We people in that are alive today are so ingrained they don't want to lose face. It'd take a couple of generations minimum if that became accepted that it's okay not to be cool, mm. that you'd have to give up to sort of move through. It's a cunning and it's, plan, actually. That's very cunning <laughs> plan. Hell. Clark's plan for the future. <laughs> but, you, but, like, I don't know. Like, this is a whole complete fucking out-of-the-box mad tangent, completely different to how the world runs at the moment. Yes. Um, of fucking how we could organise humanity and it just seems bizarre 
given the technology that we have and the knowledge and the resources and where we've come from, that we still think that, oh, yeah, you've got to work 40 hours a week and fucking you spend your whole, uh, well, the majority of your adult life fucking chained to a job and you don't really get to do things like travel the world, meet heaps of awesome people on, all around the world and just fucking mingle and enjoy the planet and enjoy each other. It's fucking ridiculous. There's a couple of building blocks to um, brick up there, bruv. There's a few blocks. And it's it's a bit confronting, like, even if you did get those democratic things underway, you're talking about, a whole, like, a wholesale change to the whole money system. Yeah. You know, and that's scary because to have interest-based money, you need growth to pay the interest, right? Yeah, which is so, just fucked up. And it's crazy. It's this big, fucked-up, god-awful, I don't know, it... It's it's hard to see. It's hard to see where even at the moment, through such a big handbrake being pulled on with COVID, it's hard to see with how much uh, you know carry on cotter attitude there sort of is among average punters. Where that where the the next opportunity for change is, you know. I would have thought this would have been one of the best, and it has provided an amazing amount of focus on the problems and the causes of the problems but it just doesn't seem to even Not, with all the lockdowns and stuff my view is that though that uh money and capitalism and um, markets and all that sort of stuff has successfully played itself as the victim mm. of covid mm. whereas the last good example was the gfc where workers effectively got robbed you had capitalism um you know Privatised profits, socialised loss, and the the cycle resets every seven to ten years, and mm. it's amazing over seven to ten years where people can't pay attention for long enough to go, fuck, hang on, that's happening again. We're getting <laughs> fucking robbed. Our share of our share of shit's dropped. Um, so it, yeah, I think COVID, the health, the community level health stuff has nice cover, hundred yeah. percent, massive smokescreen for the fact that people have not really grasped yet what is the driver of the economy and it's massive shit before shovel exercise of capitalists make money once workers produce mm. that's it whereas currently we're going oh well fuck we better go back to work because we hope people make money that, to then look after us like it's this horrendous backwards fucking um equation you know cycle of cycle of nonsense job bullshit economy yeah. needs to go back and small business needs to give people jobs yeah it doesn't work like that no it's um Dan Andrews said at some stage about, you know, we're in the middle of this fucking pandemic. Clearly there's fucking problems with how we organise ourselves and insecure work and shit. We need to, once we get out of this, we need to fucking have a good hard look at this shit. He has brought insecure work up a lot of times. I but I, th- I almost feel like... Um, it doesn't seem to be picked in the space that it can be fixed, which is federally under... We have a federal workplace relations system... So Fair Work governs most things that Dan Andrews is talking about. There's been a fair bit of silence from Labor, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, well, just sorry before you – I'll just work you back in, Clarky. On the last episode, we talked about the fact that the hatchet job on Dan Andrews is one of the most obvious examples of how a conservative-owned press um, hates people that are effective progressive leaders – bit like dan andrews they have just had the foot on the fucking throat of him mm. and it is working it is working they've got a lot of people in tasmania talking about how dan andrews has got to go disappointing um pick your options do you want to go to your fucking parents and your loved ones funerals or do you want to stay at home for a bit mm. um what do you want out of that 
It's been that that has actually gained track. I couldn't believe that when I a guy come up to me the other day, Wednesday I think it was, and said, "What do you reckon about Dan Andrews? He's got to go, eh?" And I'm thinking, "What the fuck? I've never had a conversation about politics with this guy, but the fucking the constant repetitive message dictated Dan fucking bang." And we've talking about this a few weeks ago in our last episode, last time we're in here. And it's been fucking, like, pretty well orchestrated. Relentless. Re- absolutely relentless. Absolutely fucking relentless. Could I, could I just make a segue? I may, we may not have explained... We've referenced it a lot, but may not have explained this point very well. So we've referenced... A, we've said a name called Goebbels. A lot of people will know who Joseph Goebbels was. Oh, he was yes. the propag- basically the propaganda minister for Hitler's Nazi regime in Germany. And still, there are many people and governments and political movements that basically worship his way of uh, indoctrinating people around an issue. And what, what's his what, what actually no, happened was, after they got pinged, so the Germans got fucking rolled. Pretty handy that the Russians intervened there. I don't want to piss too many people off with that. But <laughs> Did they help? Uh, it wasn't the Allies. Oh. If the Russians weren't involved, <laughs> I, I think we'd be in trouble. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So the Nuremberg trials were very revealing. So a lot of the diehard Nazis were put on the stand for war crimes and they uh, spoke at length about, you know, exhausted their feelings about the whole thing. Some of them remained stored to the end, some of them didn't. But some of the quotes from Goebbels uh, go down in fucking history, which is basically, I think, um, Clark is about to roll one out, is fundamentally, if you repeat a lie often enough, it'll be believed. Um, it's easy to smell, uh, tell a big lie because it's harder for people to believe that you would lie about a thing so it's easier to go big than tell a little lie so all these things were put on display in the 30s like it took fucking a matter of six or seven years for the nazi party to go from fucking go to woe and then it was the biggest thing ever mm. and that the ingredients in germany helped him along with that so um and he also um put a fair bit on making sure that your opposition was the blame for the troubles of your doing or something that's along those lines? So there was, sort of there was that was, I, I think that's true. That was um, Gore, Herman Goring, who was the oh, okay. one of the big dogs who ran the Air Force. But they all had this very, very, very schmick uh, system of bullshitting people, effectively, industrial-scale bullshit to achieve their end. So move from busted-ass country that was defeated in the first world war and move them in the space the space of 20 years to rearmed completely nationalized millions of people conscripted ready to kill at the drop of a hat for something they didn't understand and i'm not saying that's any good i'm just saying it's important and we're seeing the signs in many western countries that that sort of thinking's returning and as we've said before the signs that fascism is back on the rise in a lot of countries is fucking there for all to see mm. But anyway, Goebbels. We, you said you wanted tangents, Clarky. No, and it's fucking we're, awesome And when tangents. we say Goebbels was right, we mean Joseph Goebbels, i.e. the, the propaganda yeah, yeah, like um, master for the Nazis. There's a lot to be learned from history, and it's all, it's all been documented. Mm. So it's not like, oh, you're just making shit up. No, it's well documented about the, the uh, process that these people went through. And Goebbels, um, he said, there was no point in seeking to convert the intellectuals for intellectuals would never be converted and would anyway always yield to the stronger and this will always be the man in the street. Arguments must therefore be crude, clear and forcible. Three words, slogans. And appeal to the emotions and instincts, not the intellect. 
Truth was unimportant and entirely subordinate to tactics and psychology. Gee, that's Morrison, Morrison, Bolsonaro, Trump. Trump and Boris Johnson. Just this morning, I had a bit of a moment in the car on the way to work quite early. I started talking to you early about some fucking nerdy energy shit, Neil. Very. And I was on the way to work and I, it was something on the BBC. It was on ABC. And I was like, how the fuck did Britain possibly vote for Boris Johnson over Jeremy fucking Corbyn. I know, I know. Well, it's, it's happened, so I should yeah. no longer be surprised, but fuck, what is going on? Two options on the table. What the fuck? And completely different directions that country would have gone in. You know, he would have been held to the forces of, of capitalism. Like, there was only so much that Jeremy Corbyn would have been able to do, but it was what un- underpinned the values of what he was trying to achieve. So when a shit decision against a really... Look, a, a, Decision for human rights, fundamentally, is what would drive his decision-making. You're not going to win every argument or every ar- every part of an argument, but essentially, fucking that driving it sees a whole world of different outcomes for everyone, not just businesses and companies who want to operate in a low fucking taxing uh, region and all the rest of it. Have you heard that one with, lately where they're talking about the instability in China? And Hong Kong being the centre of all money in Southeast Asia, they're legitimately debating or they're putting it up there that Sydney, because of its Western values, should be used as the new centre for um, Southeast Asian finance instead of Hong Kong. It's more like a prop. like It's not really needed. It's just ones and zeros pushing around on a screen. But this is what they're almost the powers anoint the people who have been doing the right thing by the fucking the puppeteers. That's you know? so fucking ridiculous when you think about it. This it's is like, oh, the talking people, about on ABC too. Like not the people like, that get to like bid will be here. It's like winning the Olympics. Like it, cause fuck it's, me. Yeah, it's just a few extra big buildings and a lot of glass. But you know the oh, e- econo- high lady. economics and financial studies and all that at university isn't part of the sciences. For that reason, because science requires the sum of everything. You know, you can't have a body of water. Oh, I'll try and come up with an analogy, but essentially, well, the it's, sum of it's, one it's thing a doesn't, volume. It doesn't it grow. It has weight. Yeah. It's a fucking liquid. It's measurable. Tangible. It's, yeah. You can measure against a thing so and a tree- say, here's an outcome. If we fucking boil it at 100 degrees, it'll turn into steam. Exactly. So a tree can grow, and the appearance is that it's growing from nothing. But the reality is that bit by bit, Stuff uh, at the smallest level has been pulled and, and it grows, I've, but it's come I've from got somewhere. An idea. There's, a, there's a sum of something. Anyway, just let me finish. <laughs> there's a sum of something <laughs> in that space. The thing with the economic fucking What's mode. Going on? I'm just waiting for a mate. The, you're waiting for me to make my point. The fucking. <laughs> the, um, the, the current economic mode it means that things can grow from nothing. There is no. It didn't come from anywhere. It's been a country like Australia with balanced approach to the way they spend their money they can print money into existence so when we get to say mid-may and the budget for health has been blown they keep fucking you keep allowing you're still able to turn up to the doctors and they don't go oh sorry the health budget's run out they just keep printing money into existence so if you can fucking do that from nothing the premise of the fucking whole system is built on fucking nothing like it's just fucking there's a fair bit that's backed by something physical or tangible or whatever that's there that's part of it but it's the interest that grows on the top that's in my opinion the fucking con and that's where the ethics go out the window that's the part 
the, the, the honest exchange for a dollar, you get a beer, that sort of thing, that's an honest exchange for whatever. You've, that's how it works. But it's the fucking profit part. That's the fucking... That's yeah. where the game is. So yeah. the, the, the interest on my mortgage where I have to pay hundreds right. of thousands of dollars and not actually get anything for that, yeah. and it's just for interest, is fucking a disgrace. And the opposite of that too, the, the bank who make, who's receiving that or the, the people who invest in that bank and get something back, they don't do any work. There was no work. So what, what, how do they get the money? That's outrageous. They work hard. <laughs> the, the emotional blackmail of the system too is when they, people start to say, well, where the fuck does my interest go? They say, well, don't you want young people to have a house? So they say that that extra money is what they then re-lend. So it's this like circle of giving. Oh. <laughs> no, they fucking do. And it's I've so heard, much benevolence. It's like the honour plate at the church. No, it is. They say when we, the economy grows when people pay interest and then that allows the expansion of money and then we can offer young people $700,000 houses. It's really good. It's a really good system. Oh, You'll like it. That's a great system. No problem. System. Just fucking... Just fucking relax, eh? Trent from Punchy, he's <laughs> relaxed. He's a relaxed dude. The tangent that I was going off on um, about 20 minutes ago before Fuck got, off, Chris, before you got, sorked about the, before you, Sorry, got, you didn't sook, you said I want hijacked. tangents before I want it, tangents Before it got hijacked yeah, like, no, I'm not complaining I oh, can not, hear you having a route from Austin's no, Ferry, no, mate no, 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 I'm not complaining I'm just coming back Fucking to where moaning. Jesus Where I was at because of the, the point I wanted to make So I'm just going back there So this is a tangent upon a tangent you, that's what you, Three hours of tangents, is that's that not what you said? That's what I said Okay I said I've got three words written down and I reckon I can do three hours worth of tangents with three words. So far, we're doing well. But um, Your microphone sounds good too, mate. It is, it is. Thanks, Mick. I'm glad you finally come to the, the realisation. Go, old that, golden tonsils. Like, the realisation that this mic's well worth it. Old Chris Laws. Anyway, fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, I sort Love of you, see COVID... It's now starting to slip into a bit of the same space as uh, climate change and Black Lives Matter, where people really need to start bringing it back to the root cause of all our issues, uh, whether it be a natural disaster like COVID or the, the institutionalised racism that Black Lives Matter calls out or the fact that the planet's um, just being fucking destroyed scarcity driven plank walking rubbish it all comes back to the economic mode and our this is where we're being massively let down by the majority of our political leaders and activists that aren't calling out the fact that the reason why we are where we are is because the economic mode is a fucking pile of shit yeah what have we got on the clock Two hours? Fifty-seven minutes. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Bullshit, really? Yeah. Oh, Fifty-seven minutes, mate. Hang on. We're going to pad it out. Fart <laughs> Funny, I've only mentioned one topic so far. All right, we'll <laughs> run clear the freeway, four-lane yeah. freeway for Clarkie. Right, eh? It's coming into land. Don't... The big Andrew and old fucking <coughs> cargo plane. Very few tangents to go on yet. Well, we should just jump straight into oh. mixed memes, no? No, I've got fucking tangents. No, oh. 45 minutes, bros. Oh, who, who pointed me? Who fucking pointed me out there? I'll many, fly, I will many, fly. many tangents yet to be explored. Fucking fight, people. Many, <laughs> many tangents. Here's a tangent for you. Go for it. Do you want to fucking for fight? It. You ready? <laughs> ready? 
fucking house sorry. fires. House fires, they're a problem. Well, apparently, if I'm watching the news in the morning in Tassie, I need to know about a fucking house fire in northern Queensland, apparently. Yeah, so just be scared. I'm glad yeah. you've cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, why the fuck am I watching this shit? Now you know. How is any of this relevant to me? Now you know. Ooh, now Jesus. I know. Right. I've... Hmm. Awesome. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I have you guys to fucking... <laughs> To help me to help me out when I'm feeling uncertain about why I'm feeling a certain way. We'll reinforce your fears, mate. It's fine. Cool. Love um, you. Love you. What's that uh, uh, new Japanese movie? Is it Mulan? Mulan. Oh, yeah. What yeah. is it? The, the remake on the Disney thing, Mulan. Mulan. I don't know, but it's looked like people with swords and shit and spears yeah. and looks pretty cool. Mm. That looked all right, but apparently it's a bit of propaganda. Oh no! And people are up in arms saying. What's this propaganda? This is fucking no good. For and, pro-China or? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Eh? Depends where Both ways. Depends yeah. where you're looking at it from. If sure. you're in China, I think it's fucking, this is all wrong and that's not how it's fucking, uh, ex- uh, the whole thing uh, happened. So you've actually got the tail completely wrong. But if you're in the US, I think it's like, oh, look at this Chinese propaganda. This is fucking no good. Wow. I'm not sure. But no. the thing I wanted to mention is I've only noticed uh, people talking shit about it from the West, going, oh, this is Chinese propaganda. Fucking what's going on here? This is outrageous. And the funny thing is that Hollywood's the biggest propaganda machine getting about. Mm. And have you... Have, have you, you heard of a movie called Rambo? Have you, like, sort oh, of forgotten Iron about, Man is another have classic. Have you sort of forgotten? I, I've missed the Iron Man. I'm going to have to watch that again. But... um. Rambo was a big one for me because I remember as a kid. Delta Force, um, uh, Navy Seals. Watch your mouth out. Chuck Norris is Van Damme. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Chuck. Chuck Norris is a fuckwit, by the way. I just want to point that out there. So is Van Damme. And and the only reason I say that, and I don't know if if any of this is true, but there's a meme that gets around that says something like, Chuck Norris said that if it was up to him and he was the president... He'd tattoo something like um, on atheists' foreheads, like, oh, fucking, in God we trust or something. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know yeah, whether yeah. he did say that, but if he did, fuck you, Chuck Norris, you're a grub. Wow. Um, and but, Chuck Norris once killed two stones with one bird. I reckon he would have. <laughs> I reckon he fucking definitely would have done that. Tough cunt. And but, he doesn't do push-ups, he pushes But I just think about, down. you know, they're going, oh, propaganda from China, they did this thing. And I think about the feelings and what my brain was telling me when I was watching Rambo 2, which was, oh, yeah, the Viet Cong, they're real bad, and the Russia, they're the enemy, and fuck you, yeah, oh, yeah, it all seems legit. Like, that's literally what I was thinking when you're watching it, because Rambo's the hero, of course. Yeah. And fucking did a good job in that movie. Um, sorted out Afghanistan quite nicely. And yeah, Rambo please. 3, mate. Mm. Went to Afghani. Nice job, Pers- sort- I thought, personally. Sorted out the Rushkies. Very good job. Over there, yep. fucking sorted them out. With the yep. bow and arrow, not fucking about. He, mate. Occasionally it was Explosive f- tips. Explosive tips, that's right. Fucking don't fuck around. <laughs> compound bow. <laughs> I reckon the sale of compound bows after Rambo 2 would have went through the roof. You reckon he was on the take on that one? No, nah, every company would have just been like, fuck, I need to get a bow like fucking Rambo. Because I remember I definitely wanted a massive survival knife like Rambo's. Yeah. To be, yes, yes. I do I'm not, I'm not taking a I fucking wanted one of one those of knives. my mates as a kid had a, a, a what were they called? Bow, uh, not a Bowie. Bowie knife? Bowie knife, aren't they? Those Bo- ones? Bowie's like, um, a Bowie knife is what 
crocodile Dundee had. Right, okay. So yeah. Somewhere in between. Yeah. But Survival knife's the, like the yeah. fucking mad, like, <laughs> dude's got me compass in it and fucking all sorts of shit. And, yeah. Anything from a coyote to a zombie and you sort of... So a, a dick extension. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking oath. I was going to survive in the bush. Sick. But, um, yeah, so for those of people that are bagging out China or... I think they're bagging out China saying, oh, this is outrageous, you're making movies and it's propaganda. It's been going on for a while from everywhere. There's millions. Pretty horrific. Yeah, it's fucked. The troops, the farmers, you know, what do you do? Those sort of deployments, like those ones to Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff, it's FIFO work on steroids. So you've got all the stress of being away from normalities of life. I know you train for that sort of stuff, but fucking... I've got all the problems in the world with the wars, but the guys who go over there, I know... Yes, they might be facing criminal charges or whatever. How the fuck do you enforce the Geneva Convention in a war? You know, it's, what I mean? it's just silly. Yeah, it's bullshit. And so they put all these these guys up to these high expectations of like doing all the formal formal checks. Are you actually um, in an army? Are you an armed person, or are you just a, 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 yeah? Fuck off. Can we can if we take it back a step and say this the the idea that there are set rules, so basically all you need is a leader of a country to say we're at war and then you can go and murder someone, whereas yeah. the day before if you weren't at war you can't murder that same person mm. in their own fucking country. Um, I don't think we can reiterate enough that there was no need for Australia to go fucking three quarters of the way around the world to fucking kill farmers over there. No way. And my, my point is I've got no, I harbour no malice for the Australian soldiers who signed up and went over and all the rest of it, it's not. The, the problem is way above their pay grade. 100%, yeah, mate. Yep, yep. They're, pro- they're products of a fuck system. Yep, yep. And it, it brings back a lot of fucking problems with it. Costs on our communities that can't, can be measured in dollars, but fucking the real cost is what actually, you know, their participation is broken, basically. It's sure. wrong. It's fucking, it's just not right. It's a real, you talk about human rights, Clark, you should be at the top of the list for all people who we elect into leadership roles, especially if they have big-time fucking positions where they can have big impacts on the way we live ours. Um, yeah, it's a fucking travesty when you make that decision to sign over our youth to fucking go and fight a war, especially other people's wars, which we seem to be very fucking good at committing to in this country. Rich man's wars. Yeah. Fucking System of a down, said it well. Why do we all send the poor? That's it, yeah. It's true. Working <laughs> class, yeah, fuck yeah. Whereas rich, rich folk got... Um, Automatic entitlement to officers' posts and things like that, yeah. so they weren't basically cannon fodder. That's the fucking the Oliver Stone interview with Rogan. Like, I've, Rogan's got massive fucking problems um, in this shed, but he'd be welcome. He'd come in. We'd probably have to sort him, tune him up a bit, but you know, I'd give him an arm wrestle and think I'd do all right. Um, the interview he did with Oliver Stone was fucking amazing. You talk about uh, different um, how war affects different people. Well, I didn't realise Oliver Stone actually served in Vietnam. So he covers that part of his life story with amazing detail and the impact it had on him and the world that he grew up in, in America. So he was sort of from a, um, if you talk about a class system, his family had serious cash and his father worked on Wall Street. So that sort of gives you a rough idea of they were a Republican family and all the rest of it. And um, as far as Rogan recommendations go, there'd be a lot I'd skip, but that one was fucking amazing, especially if you like Platoon and those kind of movies. Um Fuck me dead. The the story, the backstory behind the making of that movie, where he got his inspiration, the characters in that movie re- represent actual fucking sergeants it's and pretty people. Fucking heavy movie th- that he fucking fought with. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The backstory, his theories on Kennedy's death, and all the rest of it are covered in this two-hour episode. And it was really worth 
the time to fucking chuck in the background while you're driving around between jobs or whatever, it's fucking, yeah, really good. Yeah, I found that movie extremely fucking intense when I watched it as a young man. Mm, he struggled to get it made. He struggled for years to get it made, and they made it in the Charlie Sheen was in that one, yes, very young, straight after or just before he did Wall Street, which was his big sort of one. And they put all the actors in um, like a two week camp, so they deprived them of food, sleep, all this sort of stuff. They had the um, he talks about how they had the actors guild, the union for the actors coming in constantly and um, basically pulling anyone who didn't want to participate in the pro because it was like a project, you know, like to get actors who are soft hard in two weeks and to be able to come across realistic on a screen so the concept was just to put them through fucking hell for two weeks and see how it all fucking come up hang on phone's going off hello 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 what's going on i'm here what it's not 10 o'clock no, I said 9.30. No. Oh. No, 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 no. It's not even 9.30. I said... Hi, Chelsea. The chicken... Oh, I was going to say the chicken was fantastic. I'm on the phone to your friends again. So, I, are you coming out? No. no I'm not <laughs> coming only, out. We only just started, Chelsea. Do I'm not coming out. It's not... I was ringing up to ask if 10.30 was okay. Instead of 10. You bitch. You <laughs> fucked that me hook, line and sinker. And I was like, fuck, this is going to go down really pear-shaped. Um, <laughs> no, it's 10.30 all right. It's, it's wonderful. It's fine. Well played. Did you take a new Very microphone good. tonight? I did, guys. I did take my new microphone. It makes me sound heaps better than Neil and Mick, so thanks. That is extremely That's crafty, right. and I like it. Well played, Chelsea. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, what, <laughs> you're going to be here at 10.30? Yes. Righto. All right, I'll see you then, darling. All right. All right, bye. See you, mate. See you, Chuck. Bye, guys. Fucking hell Crafty That's what happens Nick remember that Don't want to play Don't want to fucking Don't want to fucking Play cards about With fucking With her Fucking You reap what you sow (laughs) That's awesome Uh, Anyway Oliver Stone Apparently goes alright And people getting deprived And put them through hell And all the rest of it So I'm definitely going to Have that going at some stage Over the weekend Yeah I recommend it Really good It it didn't um, It didn't drop my interest For the whole two hours Really good Really fucking Another really good um, There was a few Sort of They weren't anti-war But they were really Trying to portray The fucked up nature of That it was romanticised At home And really fucked on the ground so there was a heap of movies in the 60s, 70s, or not so much 80s because it started to become propaganda by the 80s, but Apocalypse Now, that's another one by mm. Stanley Kubrick. That was fucking incredible. Very incredible good. movie with Martin Sheen, so Charlie's old man. Yep. And, um, Lawrence yeah, Fishbone in that one. Yeah, young, like very... Like 17-year-old. Very young Lawrence. Yeah. Very... If you think, What was his you role know, in The Matrix? What yeah, if you that, know um, Morpheus from Morpheus, The Matrix, yes. you'll go, what was Morpheus like as a boy? Yeah. You'll find out if you watch Apocalypse Now, but it's an incredible film, well made, but... Stanley Kubrick's a um, bit of a genius. you know actual legit genius IQ wise and um, made some incredible films, including the moon landing. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> there you go. You went down that rabbit hole. Well done. Whoa, so I jump in before you. <laughs> so they say. So they say. Yeah. Well, if we're on movies, Allegedly. the other one I was trying to think of um, before, very good, worth your time. It's streaming on Netflix. Is uh, Vice, the story of life story of Dick Cheney. Very political 
based movie with a very dark humour edge to it and it's a couple of hours but again there's some stuff in there and I know the, the shit fuckery that goes on in that in that space but the shit he was able to pull off with a puppet president and him as vice pre, he was president, vice, VP yeah. yeah the shit he pulled off after 9-11 if, if the events in this movie are close to accurate are fucking mind blowing and just even how he got there like he was a fucking nobody really yeah. and he just worked his way in to the circles of power and influence, all the rest of it, and he just went from one desk in the White House to the next, and before you knew it, he was fucking part of the furniture. Yep. Yeah, yep. That, um, smile and wave, boy. Absolutely. Smile and you can do wave. the whole movie, you'll be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, speaking of Peter Joseph, he's got a, he's yes. come back out of the wilderness. He's a bit weathered and a bit worn and seems pretty tired after his... Um, crusade over many years to raise awareness about structural problems but Battle he's got it yeah he is and um you can hear that in his new podcast which is good that he's doing regular material so he's got a weekly podcast called revolution now and he's sort of uh basically it's a short examination of issues current issues how they relate back to his book the new human rights movement which we've talked about endlessly here and uh he put it pretty well back in some of his early material which was isn't it interesting that you don't really see where the grassroots of democracy start you just magically get a <laughs> pretty hand-picked group of very wealthy very well-to-do very well-connected people that are the only people you can vote for in american elections now as we've always said like it's easy to chuck rocks at the american system but australia's not that far behind mm. there are for people that are switched on you can see the democratic processes that go to feed into two-party democracy but in america it's much more convoluted and large scale with a lot more money involved so i think that's why we the problems arise but not a bad point when we speak about dick cheney like you talk about his story these people that just appear from obscurity and then they're in these important positions how the fuck can you possibly be like take about take out whatever we think about 9-11 and whatever we think about the war on terror a bloke that appears from fucking nowhere. No one knows. No one likes. He's got the fucking personality of a fucking busted-ass house brick. Mm. And all of a sudden, um, we go to war in a country and like a, um, a fucking one of the, the men outside Godfrey's with the flinging arms with the air compressor, <laughs> Halle Burton, the company that he's yes. got serious amount of interest in, yep. has uh, untended access to rebuilding a fucked-ass country that they've just blown up. Like... How does how does that happen? I know that there's Pretty a lot incredible. of air, air yeah. cover through the media of oh, well, let's talk about the war and talk about the fucking terrorism and all that. Don't talk about the you know the, how we got contracts here day one. You know that doesn't really happen. If no oversight. Honest. So it's called corruption, but we don't talk about it. But um, that an incredible display of fucking open corruption of people yep. that were already in a position to make a serious amount of profit from fucking destroying another country. It's incredible. Mm. The, and the then and, and he's disappeared into obscurity the same yeah. way. So Bush goes out of power. Who the fuck's heard from Dick Cheney since? He made his billions and away he went. Yep. And almost um, like we talked about before, Mick, on this potty about foreign aid. Like the whole war in Iraq was all, it's the same fucking, it's the same process. You know, you talked about Halliburton and Bechtel and all these mm-hmm. fucking multinationals that originate apparently from from the US, right? Where oh, the taxpayer funds all these programs overseas so then the private capitalists that owned all these multinational corporations can then siphon the wealth through a bullshit program oh we're going to rebuild a country 
They just fucking siphoned a, money straight back into their own coffers and, and, did, by, and didn't actually fucking deliver anything. And it's by proxy as well, isn't it? Because it's happening oh, somewhere else. Fucking, so you're funneling oh. all the taxpayers' money from America. It's just a mad, to, ra- right. it's a mad boomerang that just just complete fucking bullshit and shit fuckery. In, and that, in the higher circles, money too. The same, sorry, yeah, yeah. In the higher circles of influence, where you've got these big companies that rely on that system. It's like every now and then they must play short straws yeah. in a fucking boardroom of like like-minded companies, similar to when the the GFC happened and all the banks get together all of a sudden and they tell the government what they're going to do. Mm. They play short straws and then they go, "Right, eh? Well, if there's ten of us and you know one's called Neil, they go, Neil, sorry, mate, you're going to be the bloke. You're going to go into public office. Um, you'll get looked after on the way back out, but you drew the short straw, mate. You're going to go and face the media on a daily basis and fucking make sure that all that public money gets returned to us. Yeah. And they're like, righto, mate, we've got photos of you. Go and do your thing. Ten years later, you're back in the fucking, in that same room, and they pick some other poor cunt, you know? That's it. It's the, just... The, the, the prosecution of this movie, this is one point I'll, I'll give away because it won't ruin the movie, is that that exact thing happens with George Bush. Number George W. Bush. So, Number two, because he was apparently he was a complete fucking moron, a like, bumbling fucking yeah. idiot. And when Cheney the only first bloke who drilled him, for oil in Texas and didn't find any, he was and he was a complete piss rack as well early on. So the proposition of them Cheney going up and as his running mate was fucking preposterous and didn't want a bar of it and took some convincing, but they ended up becoming by default the most powerful person probably in the world at that particular time and was making some decisions without really proper process because of it was all under the banner of state of emergency, you know, and all the various powers that we've seen even in this country in recent times that get appointed to people who probably fucking really shouldn't be given much more than who gets in charge of the lunch order at the canteen, you know. A fair chance Bush had a, um, a fair few notes from mum on the way into school about what, what you'd tell the teacher on the way in. Oh, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing today. <laughs> say yes, say no. Nod your head. Mm. Incredible. Skull and uh, was it the skull and crossbones? Whatever he was mixed up in that that group. Skull and bones from and um, bones. Yale or Yale, fucking one yeah, of the one universities. Of, yeah, the Princeton fucking or frat fucking. Yeah, but it's where all conveniently a very num- very high number of significant uh, wealthy McCain, sons Kerry, of families. Yeah, yes. a lot of yeah. um, people that magically end up being the only candidates for an election come mm. from a very specific place. Yep, yep. Clinton, all that shit. That's crazy. But we've you know, we keep. <laughs> I said to someone today they were um, running some conspiracies about Corona and the survival rate and the infection rate and 99% yeah. this and 99% that. Talk about stuck in the weeds, yeah. Yeah, and, and almost get the point, but not. Um, and they're talking about, oh, fucking this and that, and they've got this really abstract view of who's in control, and it's it, it's not really a big deal either. You think the bloke who's at your local council is a shyster that doesn't care about you. What's the difference between that and paying no attention to wankers that think that the royal family are fucking lizards in their spare time, right? It's beside the fucking point. That could be a you new don't, segment, Clark. You're not exercising your democracy if you don't understand how the fuck that all works. Like, yeah. if you just go, I can't do anything about it, therefore I'm just going to sit on the internet and fucking make up these bizarro stories. So I started saying to him, yeah, look, you're right. But in Australia, what have people voted for? Let's do some Q&A. In the last 20 years, what are the two issues that Australian voters have voted for at the last five elections? Brown people and unions. Exclusively those two things, nothing else. Boat people, refugees, 
anti-union laws. Yeah, and by That's the time it. Howard lost his spot, it was just really due for change. Like Kevin 07. That was IR. Work choices, work choices a, punted yeah, sorry, you're right. It was a, it was a good platform because he actually overreached, essentially. Howard overreached on IR. Because so, unions, brown people. Yep. 20 years in Australia, yeah, true, and they so, were like, yeah, yeah, oh, fucking, yeah. oh, no, lizard. No. You, no, no, like Exactly. You exercise your democracy, get fucking involved, don't sook about it and chuck rocks at things. you got to take your place and do something about it. Don't sit back. Yeah. Just oh, Peter Reith was the main one. Yeah. Just, I was telling, I think, you or Mick, that um, uh, Peter Reith was on the Bolt Report with um, Paddy Crumlin. It was just a rant. I was doing searches on YouTube for videos um, like union related videos, can't remember what I searched for. Anyway, yeah, Paddy Crumlin's. Oh, the, hun- the Hungry Mile. After we did the. Um, we went past the new Crown Casino fucking mega fucking development on the waterfront that used to be the wharf, where the story of the Hungry Mile during the Great Depression in the 30s, where. In Darling Harbour. It just. Yeah, Darling oh, Harbour. Bar- Barangaroo. Barangaroo, yeah. So between Darling Harbour and the bridge. that That's the Hungry Mile, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so he was on. Um, the Bolt Report, and it was fucking hilarious. Hats, you know, like, a bit of a tip of the hat to him for fucking having the balls to go on and know what was going to be coming at him. But to He's go up against Peter Reith, the architect of the um, the storming of Workplace the Workplace Relations yeah, Act, yeah. yeah. He was no, Paddy's no mug, though. No, and he handled it beautifully. <laughs> He's yeah. no fucking mug at all. Yeah, no, no. And it was like it was just... Just another day out. Like these two weren't even fucking hard target. Yeah, well, it was if you've ever, you can YouTube plenty of his um, yeah, his yeah. yarns to big crowds, just making people want to walk on broken glass. You know. Oh well, we actually we've been on a bit of a theme of recommending multimedia stuff, videos, movies, whatever. The MUA YouTube channel is you could lose a few hours on some of the history of the Sydney waterfront and all the rest of it. There's a couple yep. of good documentaries. So I had um, a site visit this week. Yes. Out at a, a sawmill joint out at Bridgie, and the site manager, um, I'm like I've just rocked out there to get some details so I can put a right of entry in. Bridgewater Lower Socio-Economic yeah. Suburb in Hobart. And he's Tasmania. like, um, oh, you know, just let you know, we don't have any problems with unions and fucking blah blah blah, and I'm fucking this oh, well, and the other and whatever. stiff shit. Doesn't cool. matter if you do. I'm like, yeah, right, eh? And he's like, oh yeah. So um, just so you know, like my grandfather was like a communist back in the day. Wow. And led the fucking pig iron revolt when they refused to load oh, ships ships in Newcastle yeah, to send fucking uh, yeah. uh, raw material to Japan. They were going to manufacture in our arms. Yes, to fight the Chinese, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, and that's then what it was for. Australia itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. So when they first like were trying to push through China into Russia, um, it's wow. like, yeah, no, my grandfather was fucking. I was like, fuck. That's something to be quite proud that's a bit of. A trip. Fucking stood up against fucking pig iron Bob Menzies. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Wow. And he's... So did he hang his head in shame when he told you he was the supervisor? <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, he seemed all right. And, yeah. and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he mentioned something about Gutman and he's way over there compared to where I am politically. And wow. He really had to fucking tell you his story, eh? Yeah, yeah, like he fucking <laughs> came out and told me his story. What's, your, what's the next step, Clarkie? Where do we move to now? That's all my tangents tonight. <gasps> So that's your your turn. Unless we're, unless it's time for yeah. Look, I'm ready for it. To be honest, I've everything set up now. I reckon. Are you sure? I'm ready. How sure are you? Very sure. What's the time for then? Sure, sure, very sure. Mixed memes. Is it? Oh, it is. So memes, 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 memes. Still pretty bad. 
the amazing. Drop, the drop gets me. I don't need your boomer dance, mate. It just makes it worse. I'd rather have, watch my parents have a go at it for anything. Watch my parents have a crack than you do what you just did. That's the most amazing intro I've ever heard. <laughs> it's right up there. It really is. Uh, well, who's got mixed memes? You've got to go first. I fucking oh, no, I reckon, well, no, no, because I reckon I've snaked you every mixed memes for the last three mixed memes. So I'm going to give you a fair passage. Michael, would you like a beer? That's right. You just did. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Chris, you. Chris, I've got to figure no, out my photos on my phone. Are so hard my to delineate. Right, okay. Chris, how about a, you just go through that stop sign there, mate? A well meme done. just mixed. So taken way too long. Um, was a picture of a uh, uh, Make Amer- America Great Again cap. It's mixed memes. And it says, uh, Trump literally gave white supremacists a flag they could fly instead of the Confederate, a hat to wear instead of a hood, and a cause to rally around and enjoy plausible deniability. And the guy that uh, wrote that was Jared Yates Sexton. Not a bad, not a bad point. Centrist, don't they just give you the shits? They'll be some of the collaborators to face the wall, I think, when Clarkie sweeps to power. Is that right, Chris? Sounds like a fair and reasonable uh, outcome. Righto. So here's here's a bit of a statement, and I think it, it rings pretty true, and it shows you where our media sits well into the right of the spectrum. Far left, we're going to get everyone's basic needs met. Far right, we're going to exterminate entire social groups because they're impure. Centrists, I literally cannot tell you to apart. Fucking idiots, and it's cunts, and it's it happens all the fucking all time. All the fucking time. So, my next meme, which is pretty good, um, was a talk picture. yourself up. Don't talk yourself up, mate. Was it's well, I it's mixed, mixed I memes, and it. now it's fucking Clarkies. Why, why are you putting your hand up? I, I don't use an indicator, Clark. Why are you putting your hand up, Neil? I've, I've got a meme too. Older Elon Clark over well, here. Just wait. Take control, mate. Whatever. Yeah, well, when you're ready, just coo. Fire, I'll fire coo. Away. I'll coo whoever I want, including mixed memes. I'll just coo everything. <laughs> Um, I'll fight you. Is a picture of Scandinavia and it says, if democratic socialism is so bad, where are all the immigrants from Scandinavia? Great question. Very good question. And a lack of war in Scandinavia. That's helpful. This wasn't the place I was expecting to get mixed meme rated material, but uh, last week, maybe the week before, WorkSafe Tasmania put up a post. Can't remember actually what the content of the post was, but the comments was... <laughs> Not about safety. Fucking amazing. So young fella Tom... Uh, ask the questions uh, in the post. Do you guys actually ever do anything? <laughs> I've never seen you ever. So do you actually exist? And he gets a reply. Tom, seen them where I was working on a regular basis. You know, a bit of a comeback. Tom gets back on to reply. Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well, well played, done, Tom. <laughs> so a conservative person in the US around the Easter holiday uh, bemoans changes in social uh, construct and says, why will liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries be open on Easter while churches are closed? And uh, a dude called Mike replies and says, because booze and weed are cool and God is fake. I hope this helps. <laughs> <laughs> so much roast. Here's, here's, here's another cat just sharing... Sharing their um, oh, inner, inner thoughts so on the good. outside. The sexual tension between my lighter and my neighbour's Trump flag is palpable. <laughs> <laughs> Any moment. Uh, so I got a tweet from Peter Joseph that he put up, which is pretty good, and it said, Beware the bubble people. 
the bubble people are the majority. The bubble people live their lives as if what goes on around them is of no concern. The bubble people see society stewardship as merely donating to charity or chasing a vote. Locked in, beware the bubble people. Good call. Very good. So there's a meme of, I'm assuming this is satire. I don't know, though. Who fucking knows these days? The gameplay in the new Call of Duty Cold War looks great. And it's a picture of Reagan and it says, press F to sell missiles to Iran. Fuck yeah. Here we go. How did baby... Baby. Baby. That's a new thing. How did baby boomers get college for the price of a McChicken burger and still end up the dumbest fucking people on the planet? Yes. Yes. How did that happen, Neil? No fucking idea, man. No idea. Here's um, one that I seen this week, which was put up by um, Oz Unions, was trickle-down economics is a lie and defending it is a weird hill to die on. Mm, liking that. Here we go. I heard a good question today. Why is murder, so this is from an American perspective given their social trouble at the moment, why is murder an appropriate response to property damage but property damage isn't an appropriate response to murder? Mm. Says a little bit about how people view money and property over there. Good news, however. Good news, everybody. Mexico is going to pay for the vaccine. Are you going to make them do that shit? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Those people who claim the Nazis were socialists on the grounds that Nazi is a compression of national socialist doubtless also believe that shepherd's pie is made of shepherds and cottage pie is made of cottages. Well played. (laughs) Special kind of stupid. Two things that haven't helped Victoria bring the case numbers down from 700 to 41 are the Prime Minister taking cheap shots at health authorities and his faulty app, which I thought was quite timely considering Morrison was bagging the fuck out of Andrews and Victoria's contact tracing. What a fuckhead. The hatchet job is getting intense. Yeah, but it's fucking like, this is the, the problem with not... I suppose you've got to be fucking switched on because the stream is pretty thick and fast at the moment. But that's a classic case of like, well, as far as contact tracing, the federal government's response with the COVID safe app isn't exactly fucking the benchmark of of how to deal with a pandemic. Mm. But anyway, it's fucking frustrating. Fuck up, ScoMo. There was a really fucking, I had a good one of, (laughs) I'll see if I can find it. If you've seen Scotty from Marketing, he's the, has the parody pages on twitter on twitter yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's one particular post he made and someone jumped on the hook and fucking gave him a serve and then he's gone oh sorry i didn't see the fucking the parody fucking <laughs> oh you're actually a parody oh sorry <laughs> so um obviously when we speak about jeff bezos that's just a um he's he's like a figurehead of the same problem it's, it doesn't really matter that it's Jeff Bezos as a person. He's just that fucking embodiment of what the fuck's wrong. Yeah. So if it's uh, not confronting to people to realise that Jeff Bezos could get out of bed every day and click his fingers and say, I'm going to end world hunger and just be done with it, which is pretty fucking he could, remarkable. Easily. He could. And yep. he could do that every day and every day he gets up and doesn't do that. What does that say about the bloke? Someone's tweeted, I don't get people like Bezos, so let's just say ultra-wealthy. It doesn't matter about him. If I had billions of dollars, I would impulsively start fixing shit. Homeless vets, don't think so. Hungry children, not on my watch. Homeless, not going to happen. He could be Batman. What a fuckhead. Mm. Yep. It's incredible. His wealth, when they report his wealth in the newspaper, they'll go $158.1 billion. And when And the fucking staggering part about it is, is that point one is $100 million. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Just, 
like the insignificant part is more significant than fucking most people on the planet could comprehend. Yeah. Mm. And what's the fucking... We get down to what is the fucking point? Like what... Why? It starts to get sicker and sicker the more you examine it. Mm. So he's never going to be able to do anything with his day. You probably couldn't even bet that much money in a day because... Wouldn't, um, you wouldn't have you enough wouldn't, time. You wouldn't be, or you wouldn't be um, allowed yeah. to because they wouldn't... You'd have a limited you, amount you could bet and you'd say you'd have to bet a certain amount of time. Well, you'd probably risk the house. So if you tried to bet that amount of money, they you'd probably be you. betting outside the casino's fucking... Um, yeah, you put lab brokes out of business. Sure. Yeah. So that being the case, <laughs> if you, want. you literally... Like, you couldn't spend. There's yeah. physical constraints be, to that. Because there'd be a cap on the highest bet. Of course. And, and the, you wouldn't be able to make that many bets per day. And they can't go to the bank and go, well, this cunt's just bet fucking $150 billion. Um, If this goes bad, you're going to have to spot us. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. No. But anyway, like, what does that say about the bloke when he's there's all this um, social pressure on him to do things and he just goes... No, my individual wealth is important than more, all these other things. Like it's and society backs his right, yeah, to that. Of course, hard work and yep. pri- private property, all this other fucking complete tripe. When um, you know, when you start up a business, everyone's like, "Oh, start up business owner," and he worked hard and did all this shit. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Risk. Yeah, and when your parents spot your fucking three hundred k, helpful. Risk. Um, not a bad that's start. Not a bad leg up. And you, expo- you exploit publicly, uh, publicly owned services to make your money, which is the US Postal Service. No, right. one, no one's fucking... Get fucked every cunt that says entrepreneur or invented some shit. All you've done is piggybacked off the person that invented the thing before you. Musk is a so, refined so idea. So I, I was thinking about sh- this. He's fucking, I was he, think- loved, he loves him. I fucking was thinking about this fucking before, right? If we're going to say, oh, you're an entrepreneur and you invented something and fucking it's all your IP and fucking away you go. It's like, right, I can't. You're born. We take you out in the bush. We leave you there alone. <laughs> and then you invent that thing that makes you a billionaire with no fucking help from any knowledge that's come before you and just through some pure miracle of not knowing anything. No telephonics. You, no, no nothing. No nothing, No library. No nothing. You no. invented that. Bang. Well, fucking there you go. You can have a billion dollars. No NBN. No electricity. So no unless running you can water. Do no that, a billionaire. Unless you can do that, IP can get fucked and you're full of shit and it's all bullshit. But anyway. Face the wall. Um, this meme says, Morrison says Australia risks losing its humanity after woman denied permission to attend father's funeral. Well, Staggering. You've got, you've, got to have some, you've got to have humanity to lose. And then there you go. below it shows... A pretty graphic picture of uh, when a refugee boat broke up of, broke up uh, uh, off the shores of Christmas Island and there was quite a few people that perished. There's another good one on that same topic. Um, Dan Illick, the uh, comedian, um, it's, she's sharing a 2GB.com story and it pictures fucking Peter Dutton. Dan Illick, uh, separating families has got to stop, says the current world champion of separating families. <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarro. Here's, here's one. If you've ever seen, um, I think the show's called Porn Stars, so where you go into a porn shop and you fucking sell some shit and they're behind the counter and they try and tell you what it's worth. So it's based in the US. And it says, 18-year-olds, can I please have a cigarette or a beer? And then it's got the US government and it's the porn stars behind the counter and it's... Best I can do is war. War, that's right. Yeah, fuck yeah. You, you can go to war. And the a crazy stat is the Afghanistan war's been going on so long. There's a lad in the Air Force, I saw a stat, that actually was born after the start of the war that's now serving in Afghanistan oh, in the Air Force. Fuck. fuck. That's how long the conflict's been going on. But that all the dates line up. Susan Lay, does anyone remember her? 
Yeah. Apparently still. Um, minister for... Yep. Yep. Um, she was health minister for a little bit, uh, got shuffled around and hidden and a range of other things because she was fucking putrid, continues to be. Uh, and when we, with all these crises that come out, we, we still are amazed how um, the libs still manage to be Teflon about all these shonky fucking things that just bubble to the surface and the papers and the media make it go away mm. and talk about something else, right? So... This was, I saw it come up and it was uh, a memory of someone that we know. And um, if you just went to the, like, talk about pub test. So she bought an apartment for 800k on impulse from a large Liberal Party donor while on a one night taxpayer funded trip. You be the judge. So she came under the pump for that. That's all right. To yeah. say that um, she. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, so they, she said, oh, I was there on government business, but really just went to walk through this explore by house. But she claimed an the expense. Gold case, the gold yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she bought, bought a house, flew there, charged taxpayers, but was just there on a one-nighter to go and buy a fucking expensive apartment, right? And we still, this is the fucking depth of examination we have, she gets away with that. Like, think yeah, about yeah. that. Look at Peter Slipper with Dis- his... To a fifteen hundred dollar um, cab charge or something. Yeah, around like, yeah. the winery tour. Yeah, that's not not bad. It's, You've it's, got it. That's it's a, f- a breach of your public trust and all the rest of it. And Canberra's, so Canberra's not a big place. Mm. That's a lot of fucking taxis around Canberra. It was a bit yeah around the region. So anyway, but it's still flying to camp. It's flying to the Gold Coast from Canberra to buy a property. Probably yeah, not. and claiming yeah. it. So it just that's she one of the examples. Yeah, if you look at, I think you raised it the last episode neil there's a guy that's collated all the yes in a pretty good basically one page per scandal of things that have happened since the libs came to power in 2013 and it is fucking incredible it goes back i'm not surprised motherfuckers no we're not but we let's just stop voting that way did you ever look at that document by any chance absolutely i did yeah it's impressive eh? there's so much stuff that i had no idea on it's I'll a real it. thing, right? Good. Give it a post. Give it. Give it. Can you fuck this? Um, so does mine. <laughs> is that it? Oh, no. no. Is that it? No, well, this is hard. Is that it? It's hard to look at. My eyes hurt. So you've got Morrison smug. Morrison smug fucking face looking at the camera. Oh, fuck that cunt. Never before have so many with nothing to hide worked so hard to hide so much. And that is really the, a bit of a um, single statement about the Liberal government since 2013. Fucking grubs. They massively are grubs. Sounds like you're winding things up, though. Shut it down. you wind things up? Yeah, I'm good. I've, all my notes have gone. I'm looking at all my pictures on my screen. My notes consisted of three words. Oh, I'm glad. So, I'm, I'm glad you're good, mate. What's, what's wrong, Mick? Still going or what? You got stuff? What oh, have you got? Happy. We've cut him off. Papers, what have you got? Fucking <laughs> pages Fuck of no- you. Pages of notes. Multiple... Fuck you two. <laughs> Whatever don't else. Are we cooking? Don't be like that, mate. Don't know if I like you. Don't know if I like you. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, yes, I'll save that. Dan, it's gone. It is. Righto. Wrap her up. Wrap her up. Chairman. Chairman Mao. Time to wrap her up. Look at Sully. He's like, fucking, what's going on here? I'm having exactly. a kid. Stop being so noisy, you blokes. Anyway, I think that's another episode in the bag. What do Lock, you reckon? Locked. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. So, as always, thanks for everyone that took the time out of your life to listen to us rabbit on while we talk shit and drink beers and eat chicken schnitzel sandwiches in the shed. 
We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, join your union. Um, go on Stripe, flip cars. Um, love those around you and put human rights at the top of your list of things that need to be fucking locked in before any cunt can make a profit from anything. Over to you, Neil. Okay, uh, go, Mick. Thanks, Neil. Yes, Chris, very important. And um, you can't really put it out set it out better than that so thanks mate uh all i'd encourage people to do is now a massive influence on the shed peter joseph is back in town just replug his new material being a podcast called revolution now get on it he they're about half an hour long podcast he's still in but they are he's very very well spoken communicates well and they condense about i'd suggest probably 20 hours of our content into half an hour of very very important thinking to do for all punters so do that and as Clarkie said um there's plenty that we should be thankful for so get around um your friends and family neil yes all of that um and more um fuck it's interesting times it's the ultimate curse may you live in interesting times and i think we've certainly landed in it we're seeing lots of people lose jobs about a million plus now unemployed compared to the start of the year a lot of weird shit going on our dependency on income from uh, labor has never been highlighted more in most of our lifetimes and also the importance to support people even if they've just got some what seem to be uh how should i say attitudes or ideas that probably oppose where we're trying to go with this project in the shed still important to give people a bit of support because at the end of the day i think uh probably about 70 to 80 percent of us will all agree on most things but there's this weird space where factions and politics and stuff um are presented as a blunt instrument to divide us so yeah get around your mates of different uh colors and um show them a bit of support as always question the status quo sweet done done ah you <clears throat>